Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Sunday, December 12th, it is 7.30 a.m., and that means it's your daily financial news. Yes, we do a daily financial show daily, hence the title, and that obviously means Saturday, Sunday, holidays, all of that good fun. We've been doing this for about a thousand days together so thank you for your daily viewership thank you for liking subscribing commenting sharing articles it is wonderful to see the daily financial news grow more and more of you are watching it live more and more of you are watching it every day so do me a favor if you like the daily financial news and you think others should be following and watching please share it on social media please tag so uh, social media one rental at a time that would be wonderful we're going to help a million people, but we need to do it together. I can't do it alone, so I need your help. As we get started, we have five more people, actually four people. One person got two deals, so five deals to congratulate. Let's congratulate Tim. Let's congratulate uh, Han Vu. Congratulate Mark. And we get to congratulate Millennial Mike. Mike, Mike. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for producing out-of-state investing content uh, for the amazing course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Uh, congratulations on your seller finance deals. Nice work. And uh, if you're in the group, uh, Mike uh, posted these um, just the other day in our private Facebook group. So again, congratulations for doing the work. You will see the positive impact score later today as I share it Sunday. It's another good number. So as we get started, really next week, next week's going to be important because we hear from the Fed. We talked about that yesterday, that announcement on Wednesday. But let's remember, we are in a global economy. We will also hear from the Bank of England, the Bank of Japan, the ECB or the European Central Bank. And don't, let's not forget that we're going to be starting to hear more and more from China, right? China's economy is clearly slowing down uh, with uh, property developers or property being about 25% of their GDP and essentially consumers going on strike. And yesterday we talked about entrepreneurs not doing what they do, hence they're trying to create some tax savings for them. Uh, their economy is really sputtering. So next week is going to be interesting. And I think, I think we're going to start to see a divergence. And the divergence is important because it will impact capital. This is what I mean. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you go all the way back to March of 2020, maybe it was April, I think it was March, all of the central banks, the major central banks around the world got together, probably on a Zoom call or something, and they all slashed rates. They all went easy money. Print, 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 print. What we are now starting to see, while everybody kind of suffered in the beginning the same, the economies around the world are changing at very different rates. So you're going to see perhaps someone like the U.S. tighten faster, which should probably make the dollar stronger. 
you may have the Bank of England, uh, who is still struggling, right? Bank of England's uh, GDP growth, I believe, was 0.1% in the latest quarter. Bank of Japan. Japan's economy actually shrank last quarter. And of course, China not doing all that well. So we have a lot of stuff going on. We've got to see what the world economy is doing. As we, as we come out of this, it will be uneven. And what that means is the cost of capital in different areas will be different, uh, which could make somebody's currency stronger or weaker. So it's going to be a very important week um, to really see what's going on around the world. And then if we come back to Wednesday, the Fed, Wednesday's the big day, uh, we're going to see... So the Fed, again, has been... The Fed likes to move markets with words, right? One of the reasons they jawbone and appear on TV all the time is they are trying to influence the market with their words. So what we have clearly seen Powell do here recently is, hey, we are going to taper faster. And yes, rate rises, rate raises next year, not off the table. Well, Wednesday's the day. Were those just words? Or is Powell going to show up and actually give what the market is expecting? I think this has been fairly well uh, kind of shared. So I would expect the doubling, perhaps tripling of the taper, meaning faster. And I do expect Powell to talk about if needed, rates will rise next year. That will be news. Powell talking about that will be news because up until perhaps Wednesday, he has said rate increases not until 2023. So those are the things I am watching for. Uh, and again, uh, we will be watching the rest of the world to see what they are saying. ECB, Bank of Japan, uh, Bank of England, things of that nature. Uh, one of the other things that is coming out is uh, PPI, Producer Price Index. Simply said, we got CPI last week at 6.8. PPI is kind of a it's kind of an early indicator for future CPI, but it's not perfect because on top of PPI, which is producer price index, you can also have uh, margin compression, right? You can also have margin compression. So, uh, but it'll be important. That comes out on Tuesday. Expect a hot number. I could be wrong, uh, but I thought last month was 9%. I could be wrong. Um, I have to go back and look at that. I think it was 9 So we'll see what, we'll see what Tuesday brings. Don't know if you've seen this, but lumber uh, is going up again. Lumber is at a six-month high. Uh, yes, uh, strong demand and, again, supply issues. So lumber going back up. Uh, it is coming. Uh, if you want some good news, uh, uh, J.P. Morgan is very bullish on 2022. J.P. Morgan analyst says they expect a full global recovery next year. They expect an end to this pandemic. They expect normal economic conditions. I'm just taking quotes from the article I read. And they expect a serious bounce back in travel. First off, I hope they're right. Wouldn't you love to get this damn thing behind us and we never think about it again? It, you know, the 100-year thing just doesn't happen again. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, travel sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm telling you that as somebody who hates to travel. Uh, I would love to get the passport out and go somewhere. Where are you going? Let's get this. Uh, let's get some interaction from the audience. Where would you go? Let's assume all this is behind us, and you got to go somewhere. Where would it be? Name the place. Could be, could be domestic. Could be international. 
I want to see what people are thinking. I'm thinking somewhere warm, personally, but let's see where people want to go. I'd love to hear from it. And then finally, I heard something from a well-known syndicator that scared me. And you might want to get out a piece of paper because I'm going to do some math. I am going to do some math with you here. We are going to have to make some assumptions, but what this syndicator said scared me because it is exactly what happened in single-family homes in 2006. Remember, in 2006, what happened? People assumed single-family homes would never go down. They only go up. They only go up, right? Well, this syndicator, well-known, came out and said uh, that they are overpaying for deals. They are buying deals at a three-and-a-half cap, so 3.5. We will do the math in a minute. And he expects cap rate further cap rate compression down to 2.75. Wow. Again, who knows? Could it happen? Sure, I could win the lottery too, but hey, maybe, you know? So I thought we should do some math because this is exactly what I've been telling you is coming. I'm a, um, an accredited investor, so I get a lot of kind of proposals to invest in things. And when I see a syndicator pitch a deal at three and a half, talking about it's going to 2.75, I run. Is it possible? Sure, but watch what happens. Okay, so we're going to make some assumptions here. And first thing you need to know about cap rates is it is all built off of your NOI. So this is the first number to write down. NOI stands for net operating income. So what I ask you to write down is $500,000. Basically, what does the building produce income-wise um, after, you know, rent minus expenses, right? Let's assume 40% or whatever it is. But the NOI left over is $500,000, right? No mortgage payment. This is assuming you paid cash. So if the building uh, produced $500,000 and you divide it by the cap rate, which is 3.5, you get 3.5%, right? Percent, so 0.035 you get a value of $14.28 million. I'm rounding, but you can do the math and see. So, okay, so again, now what we're going to assume is three, four, five years from now when that debt resets, because that's the problem with multifamily. But you've been hearing me talk about, I wanna get my apartments out of variable rate loans into 30-year debt. Well, this person doesn't do that. They get three, five-year loans. They may do interest only, which again is just toxic. Here's the deal. If they're right and you take another five, you take 500 grand again, net OI, NOI, and now you divide it by 2.0275, which is their prediction or their thoughts or their hope or whatever they want to call it, you do get a value of $18.8 million dollars. Not bad, right? About $4 million in additional value, enough to refi, pay everybody back. You get your great IRRs. It's, it's a party. Well, 3.5 is, is the lowest cap I have seen. Right? You can get lower, but I mean, at some point, just buy treasury bills, right? Less risk. But let's play it the other way. I think rates are going up. See topic one of this video. What happens if cap rates go from 3.5 just to a more normalized 4.5? 4.5 is not crazy. In fact, for a long time, 4.5 was kind of the, the floor. 
Okay, so again, we're going to assume $500,000 in NOI, just to use the same number across the board. Now we're going to divide that by 0.045, which is the new cap rate because interest rates went up and the risk capital has had to go higher. Now you get a value of $11.11 million. But here is the problem. Here is the problem. Right When you first do this deal at $14.28 million was what you bought it at at a 3.5 cap, you got a loan. You got a loan. You probably got a 75% LTV, which means you, the LP or the limited partner, had to come up with $3.57 million. And of course, this syndicator doesn't have any or much of their money in the deal. They've gotten all $3.5 million from their friends and family and followers on social media. That means the loan is now $10.7 million, okay? So now interest rates go up, cap rates go up. You have to refi the building. That's the problem with multifamily, right? That's the reason I've taken my commercial loans and gone to a non-QM lender for 30-year money. So you have a $10.7 million loan. You now have a higher cap rate. So when you take the NOI by the higher cap rate, you get a lower value. In this case, 11.1. Good news. Good news. Oh, I'm so happy for you. You have to get a new loan at $8.33 million, which means you have two choices. One, the principal, the general partner, goes back to the LPs and says, whoops, sorry about that. Didn't see cap rate expansion. My bad. I need $2.38 million right now, or I've got to sell the building. How many people are going to be able to pony up $2.3 million to keep the building for another five years and hope cap rates don't go up again? The answer is these deals are dead. But don't worry. You can sell the building at $11.11 million. You owe probably $10.5 million. So the general partner gets away scot-free. The brokers probably get paid. And the LPs get a big whopping zero. Some of you limited partners are doing deals today and your money's gone. You just don't know it. Yeah, if you, have a, if you have a syndicator out there talking about cap rate compression to the twos, I run. I run. Really? You really think cap rates are going in the twos? Like nationally speaking, cap rates are going to go in the twos? Ah. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's just really frightening. So in the end, folks, if you want to understand the math, this is all about NOI, cap rates. It's a little more advanced. But again, this is why I have sold multifamily because people are overpaying, just like I sold single family in 06, 07. If you want to overpay for anything I own, you can have it. And I will just deploy the capital somewhere else. Guys, have a wonderful day. Hopefully, I'll be speaking with Laura Morby here shortly. We usually talk at 8. Uh, but she has a lot, a lot of stuff going on, so we'll see if that happens. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. And remember, we're going to help a million people, but I need your help. When you like something on one rental at a time, share it. You have a question, ask it. Let's get this thing going. Let's get more and more people actually doing the work. This is a positive channel. We're not chasing clickbaits and pennies on ads and all of that stuff. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. And do the math and do the work. Take care. Bye.